Welcome to Hey Girl. I'm your host, Bill Janice. Join me every week where I sit down with one of my amazing and talented friends who are experts in their field, and we have a little chat. All right, welcome to this episode of Hey Girl. I am your host, Bill Janice, and I am sitting here today with a really wonderful and fabulous talent. Uh, he is an aerialist, an acrobat, dancer, photographer, artist. He's just uh, the full package here in Las Vegas, Nevada. Please welcome Fernando Miro. Hey, girl. <laughs> hey, girl. What's going on? Thank you so much for having me. Listen, yeah, no, thank you so much for joining me. I'm really excited to talk to you. You have such an impressive uh, career that that we're going to go through here today. um, And I'm really thrilled to have you. So welcome to the Hey Girl family. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. And for that awesome uh, 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 presenting me like that, I was like, oh, thank you. I was like, thank you for calling me. That's you, girl. I'm just a little old me over here. (laughs) <laughs> no, you deserve it. So, where, where, Fernando? Where, where are you from? I know, obviously, you live in Las Vegas now, but where, where are you from? I'm originally from Puerto Rico. I was born and raised in Puerto Rico for 20 years, and then I moved to Las Vegas directly on 2008 uh-huh. um, to do Cirque du Soleil to work mainly for Cirque du Soleil. Um, I've been here ever since. I worked on tours for a little bit. I lived in LA for a few years, so. Yeah, but ba- Vegas is home. <laughs> Vegas, Vegas is, is definitely home. Yeah. home now. Yeah, I always it felt... does, certainly does feel like home, though. Yeah, it does. You know, I mean, I'm originally from the Midwest, and when I moved here to do a show uh, back in 2005, I remember initially I kind of always ha- I felt like I always had like one foot in the door and one foot out. I was here. I was like, I'm here doing a show. I don't know if I'm gonna vibe here for a long time here we are 17 years later but you know what I mean? <laughs> but um, i remember people saying to me um because i had been living i was dancing with a company in chicago directly before coming here so i was kind of used to that type of city a chicago new york type vibe and um so it, it took some adjusting and i remember a lot of people used to say to me oh just give it a year something's gonna shift and vegas is just gonna be home like you're just you're not gonna want to leave it something's gonna something will either click or or kind of settle or whatever and and i didn't believe him but it, it definitely happened and like i said 17 years later <laughs> here we are. i always explain it like that i always tell people i was like this there's so many shows over here there's so much life in this city and it's comfortable so yeah. as soon as i was here i moved to la and i got a little vibe of what la life is like and i was like okay there's jobs here too but i think vegas is kind of a little bit more like my route like mm-hmm. there's a lot of more circus stuff over there there's a lot more like people that are friendly or yeah. over here than in, in Los yeah. Angeles. So <laughs> we're a little nicer here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was definitely more home homely than over there. So yeah, I, I, listen, I totally get that. What was your you know your uh, training like growing up? I mean, were you always focused on acrobats and then dance secondary, or was it always a mixture of both? How did that? How was that all come into play? I, uh, I, there's no circus. There was no circus at all in Puerto Rico when I was growing up. Um, but I was always very like athletic. I was always running around. I was always playing sports. Um, so my mom was like, you know what? I think you'll like gymnastics. So Mm -hmm. I started with gymnastics and then, um, I, I did it for a few years until I found dancing. 
Um, so it was very easily like a shift from dancing in, into circus because I already uh -huh. had the gymnastics background. So as soon as I got into uh, my first show here in Vegas, I already had the gymnastics and the dance background. So when I was about 20, I started doing more uh, direct circus stuff, more aerialist mm -hmm. things. Um, I trained contortion for, for a little bit. I trained uh, hand balancing. So I just used all the, the training that I had from gymnastics and dance and then became this uh, circus performer that kind of, it was great because I had so many like different disciplines that mm -hmm. made it very easy for me to learn circus. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So first job in Las Vegas, Cirque du Soleil. Yes? Yes. <laughs> Believe. The one, uh, I moved here to do a, a Cuban, Afro-Cuban company. Oh, okay. But, um, I, I was that Havana Nights? And, yes. Yeah, I, I remember Havana, Havana Nights. Nights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I came here. Thankfully, they brought me from Puerto Rico to here to Vegas. And then I auditioned like almost like a few months later yeah. for, for Cirque. And then that's when I landed my first job with them with uh, Believe. I was one of the rabbits in the Chris yeah. Angel show, um, which lasted about a year before he like cut every part of Cirque that there was in the show. So. Oh, right, right. And just went yeah, kind of was like, straight magic show after that. <laughs> yeah. He was like, you guys are better than me. You're out of here. And I, oh. we were all like, oh, come on, bro. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I get that. So, but you actually have had a really successful uh, relationship with Cirque du Soleil. So uh, let's talk about uh, some of those shows. So I'm actually, I'd like to, I don't know if this is in sequential order or not, but I would really love to talk about the uh, Michael Jackson Immortal Tour. First, so, so that was actually my second show. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, as soon as I finished Believe, I moved to Los Angeles and I got an agency over there. And I, uh, before I was already doing circus over there. So before I actually joined uh, Immortal, I toured with Taylor Swift for two years. Oh, wonderful. As a dancer. Yeah, as a dancer. In what was that like? It was fun. Yeah. Um, I was very young, every, mm -hmm. very, very young. And the show was very theatrical. So I had my own character. I had an aerial act. I had a lot of stuff to do in the show. And I was like, I'll do it all. You know, it yeah. was like I was 20, 22 years old. I wanted to do it all. And that's the time so to do it, it all, girl. Super, yeah. <laughs> right. I was like, I'm, I'm about to do the whole thing, which is great. It was a year and a half. It was super rewarding. Um, uh, it taught me a lot. And everybody on the tour was way older than me. So <laughs> I was like a baby in this like massive world of like 30 year olds and, I, and yeah. I learned a lot I learned a lot about like myself and I learned a lot how to be alone and and I went through a very spiritual thing but Taylor Swift tour was like amazing um so then when I came back from Taylor Swift uh I moved to Montreal to train more circus because that's the mecca mm -hmm. for circus and uh that's when Sir called me again to do the immortal tour um I had audition in LA before Taylor Swift but um, the show was opening and they needed more people. So they were like, yeah. Hey, we saw your stuff in the audition and we really like you. So would you come and join us? And I was like, absolutely. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> yeah. Now, how long, how long was that creation process? Um, well, I wasn't in the creation process. Oh, forgive me. The you already, already said that. I running. apologize. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were, the show was already running when I joined <clears throat> and it, uh, I was all, uh, only there for about a year and a half as well before the show, uh, kind of like went everywhere with the tour because there was nobody else nowhere else to go with the show so that's why it closed um so yeah it was about a year and a half we went everywhere we went to dubai we mm -hmm. went to 
uh, Mexico. We went to the States. It was, it was a very fun tour. The cast was incredible, super fun. And uh, yeah, thankfully, I got a backup act, a backup aerial act in that show that landed me the role uh, of Icarus in Verakai, which then led me into the next show. Yeah, let's talk about Verakai. <laughs> so <clears throat> Verakai for me was uh, my biggest dream. It was the biggest goal I saw. I don't know if a lot of people know the Fire Within documentary. <clears throat> oh, yeah, yeah. That's that circled in Bravo. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's about the creation of Verakai. And uh, I, I saw it when I was a young kid. I was like 12, maybe 13. So that was the main role. That was my biggest dream ever. And uh, was when this the role Michael when you da- did? You were in like with a net. You were in the air, and there was the yes. act, and you were. In, it was a. I, I'm not using the right verbiage because I, I don't do aerial, but the, it was a net or, or a hammock looking yeah. uh, piece. Yeah, go ahead. Aerial, aerial net. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, I I saw the DVD of the show when I was super young, and I was like, I want to work with this company. I want to do this character. I'm gonna be that character. So luckily enough, I uh, I got offered a backup act, a solo backup act in uh, Michael Jackson. Um, so for the last year of the show, I was doing a solo act in the show, plus the dancing parts. And uh, before the show closes, before every show closes, casting people come to the shows and watch it. And, you know, they, they see, oh, where can we move these people, these artists around so they don't, you know, they don't become unemployed. They actually get another job. So luckily enough, I was doing my solo act and one of the casting people presented me for the role. They were like, who is this kid? He can dance, he can do contortion, he can do aerial acrobatics, he can do all these things and he can act. Where where did you find him? And he was like, oh, he's been in Cirque before. He's been with the company since 2008. Um, he's a great guy, blah, blah, blah. So they asked me to audition for Icarus, which... I was absolutely. I can only, yeah, dream come true. Going moment, bonkers. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I had to send a bunch of acting videos. I had to prepare uh, aerial net act, and uh, after like three months of like audition process, they gave me the the lead role in Verakai, oh, wow. um, which I was there for about four years. Wow. Yeah. No, that and was that was, show. Uh, on, it was that show incredible. was a tour, correct? It was on tour. We both we did both uh, arena tour, and then we did uh, in Spain. We did a little bit of a uh, uh, big top. Nice as well. Oh my gosh! Sorry, how my fun! Like... Oh no, you're fine. Oh my gosh! How fun! <laughs> I, that's got to feel amazing. Like, what did that? Can you kind of try to put into words what that that opening night, your opening night, felt like doing this dream role? It was. Uh, uh... There was a lot of tears when I actually got off the phone and they announced, hey, you're going to be the next Icarus. It was like, how in the hell, you know, did I get here? And you look back at all the all the stuff, all the sacrifices that you've made to actually like get to where you are. Mm -hmm. And it's it's very humbling. It's uh, you just take it and you're like, all right, I'm going to make this my bitch sorry if i can't say that (laughs) no you're fine you you know i'm gonna (laughs) i'm like i'm gonna make this role my my the biggest thing i've ever done i i'm gonna use everything that i can to make sure that this is what i envisioned Mm -hmm. and it was it was a dream come true the whole tour the people the the show is so special um it's they call verkai the last show of the golden era of Cirque du Soleil um which is like i think they created like five or six shows in like the period between the nineties and the two early two thousands, mm. which were the biggest years for Cirque where it was like blowing up. Yeah. So America was the last one of those big shows. 
So to be part of that and yeah. be part of like that legacy that Cirque, when it boomed really large, it was, it was, you know, I felt a huge pressure as well. I'm like this sure. little kid from Puerto Rico that <laughs> didn't even like went to school for circus. He's a, just a gymnast that danced and then became a circus artist is doing the, you know, is carrying the weight of Erica on his shoulders. Cause I was the lead character. I was doing everything, the whole show. Wow. Um, so yeah, it's a lot of pressure and uh, I had no backups. So, I so you, yeah, you were, you were on all the time, essentially. <laughs> all the time. It wasn't until the last year that I was there that I, that they had to, uh, uh, bring in a, a backup a swing person, or, yeah. mm-hmm. a swing because I, they knew that I was like getting like, you know, a little bit tired, a little bit yeah. injured. And if it, even, even when I was sick, I still had to do the show. There was no, nobody else on tour to do oh, it. Wow. So it's a huge responsibility. And without you, there's no show, you know? Yeah. Oh, so, wow. What was it like at the end of that run for you personally? Um, so I had to cut my run a little short. Mm. They announced in, uh, in 2017, they announced that the show was going to close. Mm. Um, and I asked for a little transfer from that show to another one. Um, and they said, we can transfer you right now. We got to wait until the show finishes and then we'll transfer you. But at the same time, I asked my agency in Los Angeles if I if there was anything available for me. And they were like, actually, your name has been popping up. Uh, the team for Katy Perry has been looking for you. And I was like, whoa, why? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was like, it's not, Yeah, it's not, it's not like why? a normal name. Like when someone says they're looking for you, you don't expect that, uh, that name to be Katy Perry or <laughs> Taylor Swift or right. one of these other huge uh, headliners. <laughs> I know it was like the team for Katy Perry has been looking for you. I was like, like my friends don't even look for me. So I'm just saying like, you know, okay. I was like, nobody's looking for me me like that. And then, and then I was like, what do you mean? And they were just, they were like, well, we found, they found out that they, they wanted an, uh, a soloist acrobat that could actually dance like a real like commercial dancer. And uh, we need a we need somebody that's really good because you will have two solo acts in the show. Oh, one wow. with Katy Perry, mm-hmm. which I did the I did pole with her, mm-hmm. and then one interlude. Will when she's changing, there's a little solo act happening. So you'll be doing hand balancing on a rotating ball, like a ball structure. Okay. So and on top of that, I would have to do like all the choreography. Yeah, I'm like, sure they. There's nobody plugged you into the dance numbers as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, because they needed a real dancer as well. So they were like, we can't find an, an an actual dancer that can do circus. But everybody's been saying, there's this guy, there's this guy, there's this guy. So randomly enough, when I <laughs> called my agent, she was like, yeah, everybody's been telling us, that everybody's been asking for you, like yeah. especially the Katy Perry team, and they're about to go on tour in two weeks. Nice. So I was like, oh, uh well, damn. Well, uh, well, I'm not done with this contract. I still have until the end of the year. And he was like, well, if you can get out of that contract, this is a massive tour for you. And he's like, so I, I was like, can you give me three weeks and then I'll be back in LA. And I was in Spain. So meanwhile, all this is happening while I like zoom calls at like 3am because the time changed. I was in Spain. Um, and then I did a a few zoom calls with like the, the creative team for the Katy Perry thing. So then Verakai actually let, allowed me to leave a little early and then oh, the backup wow. took that role while i went to do Katy perry for about a year and a half as well oh what a great story 
What an experience. <clears throat> okay, look, see, I, I just love the way you describe it too. They were looking for me. <laughs> I, I, I gotta say like that because I couldn't even believe it. I was like, I want to be all humble and shit, but what the hell? Right. Like, the <laughs> you don't have, you are humble. No, I can tell you're vibe. You know, no, you're not arrogant at all. But it, it just, it, I get it. It's that I love that story. So, okay, you obviously toured the world in multiple shows. Tell me, Gaddy, you got to give me some uh, some tea from on the road. Like, there's got to be some fun memories or stories or something from any of those shows that you got you can share with us. Oh, there's so many. Um, well, there's been a lot of mistakes uh, on on the shows. Like, for example, it's my favorite memory from Taylor Swift was uh, I used to play a character that used to broom, like clean the stage kind of, and then okay. I used to do like a little like a little tap moment. And okay, it was like while well, she got changed and everything. Um, so the quick change was so quick that they had to put a zipper from all the way from the pants yeah. to like all the way up. And it was just like um, one piece of an outfit, like one, a one piece. piece. It yeah. was like a, like a one seat and then, yeah. boom. but it looked like a little suit. Sure. Sure. You know, but it was just like, you know, cheating wardrobe. Um, so the wardrobe lady that was helping me that day had never done it. And she, instead of pulling the zipper, like slowly, you know <sighs> how it follows the chain. She went pump and oh. broke it. Oh no. So I, I'm literally in a dance belt, like with a, like a little, jacket yeah, yeah and then she was like and then she was like well we'll just snap the button on top and i just looked down and it's literally like not exaggerating like it was like here and oh, no. this was all open and you just and a dance belt just a dance belt and it's, no. a, it's a kids concert it was there was kids <laughs> on the front row so it was just all dick all balls just for them i was like <laughs> I was like, I, it was all over YouTube. I was like, oh my God, are you <laughs> freaking kidding me? Um, I don't mean to laugh. So I mean, that I, is funny. I'm sorry I'm not laughing at you, but that's just funny the way you tell the story. It, it was so hilarious. I mean, there were so many moments in Kitty Perry. Kitty Perry was such a fun tour. Yeah. Um, I used to do a pole act while she sang one of the songs, Tsunami. Um, and uh, in one occasion, she used to give us a spin. Okay. Um, and in one occasion, I would do a trick where if you spin too quick, I slide a little down, and she was wearing this disc ass, like disc hat, oh, hat kind of yeah. thing. Sure, sure. Like, like a weird little disc thing. And my leg, she gave us so much spin because she thought it was fun. Um, <laughs> Meanwhile, you're on the pole. You're like, Katie. No I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so one of my one of my legs like. Slit, slit a little bit too much and it hit the the head the uh -huh. little disc, the disc she yeah. Had, yeah and it pushed her hair into in her head into the microphone so while she's singing <laughs> she, while she's singing you hear like like from the <laughs> microphone <hear> right yeah <laughs> girl we got microphones here we could do it <laughs> Of course, it it was everywhere on YouTube as well, and then it. I gotta I gotta look popping. for you on YouTube. I haven't seen any of these videos. <laughs> I was like, thankfully, hopefully, there's more stuff now than that. It just faded into the distance, but she was just she was laughing so hard during the whole number. Um, and then we usually used to do yoga together, all the dancers and her before mm. every show. So the next time we had a show, I I was like, I'm so fucking sorry. Yeah. <laughs> she, was she was she, was she like, angry or was she cool about it? No, no, she's super cool. Yeah. Actually, she's been, out of all the celebrities I've worked with, she's been, like, the most humble, the most real, like, celebrity. She's she's so awesome. Like, she's a perfect human being. Like, she she doesn't like being, like, all this, like, wow. Yeah. And she can read, she can read people very quickly. So I love that. The more normal. Yeah, she's amazing. I have zero bad things to say about her. That's so that's so refreshing to hear. Like, you know, cuz you know, we we all know, you know, we hear 
you hear stories and you never know some, you know, they're true or not about, about any type of celebrity or, and then, or even on the other side, sometimes we build them up to, to we've imagined what their personalities will be like. And then we meet them and, and maybe it's different than what we thought and then we get disappointed. So it's always refreshing when you hear somebody um, like her is as lovely as you'd want her to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Now Katie Perry has a residency here. So I went to go see her on their second night where when she was in town, the first night was premiere. So, you know, like fancy and stuff. Um, so I went to see her second night and she got me into the VIP. She gave me the biggest hug. You know, this was in the midst of, she was in the midst of Omicron and all the COVID situation that was happening, but she didn't care. She was like, she gave me a hug and she was like, how are you? Like, let's hang out. I'm here in Vegas now. And I was like, this is a real person. Like, this is so cool. Like, yeah, we, we toured together for a long time. We went all over the world and to, to see that she actually cares about me. It's, it's actually really fun. Like it, and it's very humbling that, you know, she's so human. All right. Well, let's Hey Katie, hopefully she'll listen to the show. <laughs> Yeah, I'll tag her. I'll be like, hey, come and look at this. I talk about you. Yes, girl. We talked about you. I love it. Oh, I love hearing that. That's that's so great. How was, you know, honestly, I haven't had the pleasure yet. How was her Vegas show? It's amazing. It's, uh, It's a little bit of everything. When we were on our on our tour, there was a lot of stuff that was very uh, structured for Mm. the audiences that were going to go see this show. This show that she's doing in Vegas is very much what she wanted to do, which you can tell her energy on stage is just like, she's just having so much fun. Yeah. She's doing exactly the show that she wanted to do. She's doing, uh, uh, stupid things, you know, that make people laugh because she, that's her in real life. She's a very like funny person. So she's like, I just want people to come and see the show and have fun with me. And of course, I'll sing the songs that people want to hear. Sure, sure. But also, I want them to have fun. This is this is I want them to have a night that they can remember. Yeah. And it's just that it's it's such a crazy, fun, whimsical, campy show. You know. Oh, I love it! I love it. Yeah. So, out of all the places you've been on tour, uh, do you have a favorite city or country? London. London. I, awesome. Tell oh me why. Oh my god, London! London is incredible. London is like. Um, it's like a, a very neatly tied, put together New York. Like it's very city. Yeah, like it's, it's a cleaner, very, a cleaner, more organized New York. I guess. <laughs> yeah, like the people you walk around and you're like, holy shit, where am I? Like it's just like <laughs> this weird, like uh, posh kind of like uh, full yeah. of history, a lot of culture, a lot of like, yeah, it's amazing. There's a lot of parks, so you can just go to the parks and like. And chill out um everybody says the weather is very gloomy all year i was there i don't know i was there for three weeks mm-hmm. for for the tour we just we were just there hanging out and it was one of the beautiful best cities ever like that's number one my is my favorite city ever and then the second oh, one was that. japan tokyo tokyo was 100 percent same same wow. for me tokyo yep <laughs> Actually, yeah, this show like, right down here. This was in Tokyo. <laughs> this poster behind me. <laughs> it was incredible. Tokyo, it's those two cities I would move tomorrow if I had the chance. I'll be like, yeah, I will go. Let's go. 
I love that. Yeah, I haven't. I've only been to London uh, during the summer months. So uh, yes, I experienced what you described. I, I didn't really experience like the gloomy darkness, and um, and I had a great time. And but Japan, yeah, Tokyo for me. I was on tour there for a short time as well, and Tokyo was one of the, my favorite places. And just the audiences there were so interactive and so appreciative. And it's just a little different than American audiences. Not to like bash anybody, it's just a little bit more interactive. You know, I, I guess it's at least how I want to describe it from what I can remember. It just felt there was more of that energy as opposed to sometimes we're performing in front of an audience that looks like they're just sitting in front of the television set. You know what I mean? Which is, uh, yeah, we, we deal with that a lot nowadays because, you know, after a pandemic, there's so many people that just got used to it, like, whatever, I'll see what I see. I've seen that on YouTube before. Like, whatever, whatever mm-hmm. you do in front they're of not me, They're not easily impressed anymore. anymore. I was like, <laughs> right? yeah, you do it. Try, try and see you do it. <laughs> It's not as easy they want as you to go out there again in your in your dance belt, and that's that's what they're waiting for. No. <laughs> that's what they all want. <laughs> oh no! But yeah, the, the definitely. Uh, I don't know if after the pandemic, but the audiences have been like a little bit different. I think if sure. people have been like so saturated with like seeing things on their phone that now they don't appreciate as much when you show them to, to them live. You know, like yeah, and they they also just aren't so discon maybe disconnected to it they don't even know how to respond or maybe etiquette i don't know you know yeah, <laughs> yeah. i don't know we, uh, <laughs> hopefully it changes hopefully people start realizing it was like no what i'm watching it live is like very impressive and i and i want yeah. you know because it's a give and take when you're on stage you also want like that that energy back yeah yeah, absolutely. We'll so see. let's talk about let's talk about your current show at, at Atomic Saloon. Tell tell everybody about this is such a fun show. Um, tell everyone uh, listening uh, about this show and then and then what you do in the show. All right. Uh, so uh, after Katy Perry, I I joined Love. I did Love for about oh three sorry years. okay sorry sorry yeah <laughs> um it does okay it, uh, I did one of the main characters over there. It's, also a very fun show um but i wasn't doing any acrobatics so i decided to to try after the pandemic um when we opened love back again i was like i it's fun but i'm gonna go move into what i do so i decided to audition for spiegel world and uh they thought that i would be great for this character called the outlaw which um i knew the guy that was doing it before um he's he's a friend he was like uh injured so they were trying to find uh, a temporary replacement for him so i was like okay well I, I will replace him until he's back and then they'll move me to absinthe it was like perfect deal so atomic is like this bundle of joy it, it yeah. backstage backstage and on stage like it is the messiest most hilarious show i've ever <laughs> been in um it's uh it's the the team at not only the management team but the 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 technicians and like um when it comes to creative for the show everything is so well like put together this is basically like an organized chaos and um yeah i love it my character is the outlaw for me okay. i try to uh i try to describe him as like a mix of uh zoolander with okay. uh uh, Johnny with the Blue Bravo. Seal and Magnum and, and like. with a little bit of like Johnny Bravo ish, but also a unicorn. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> so you, you put just those all in. Tr- digesting all that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you put the, all those things in a little blender and then you have me as the outlaw. Um, 
I, uh, I, the, the transformation from the outlaw is he's the bad guy of the show. Um, but he's very vain. Um, so the okay. first act that he does is a aerial pole act and, uh, he, uh, he's very macho, but very vain. So he's flirting with all the girls and then he comes later in on the show and he's this big old queen that, yeah. that he's, he's bisexual. So he takes off his, all his clothes off and he just wants to like make out with all the guys. And then he shows his ass. <laughs> So, I mean, yeah, it look, so, it like you've got, you know, it, it, your roles keep going back to that. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, <laughs> it's just show more naked skin. Uh, show more skin. That's all they want. I mean, like I should said. just no. take it off. I mean, okay. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So at the end, for me, I tried. Um, the original concept of the character was that he becomes gay at the end. But I was like, I don't feel like he needs to be gay. I feel like it, it hits a better demographic of people if he's just like ambiguously sexual, you know, like, yeah. um, and he, I am gay. I'm a, I'm well, in my real life. Uh, I'm a homo. So I don't think I need to act. <laughs> he's like, gay. you're like, I'm a real girl. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> the hey, girl. <laughs> girl. I, like, I don't, I don't need to act gay. I need to just right. be myself and, and enjoy yeah. and, and celebrate myself because I am yeah. a homo, you know? So, <laughs> Yeah, and then and I just play around with people. There's a lot of interactive things in Atomic that just make it every night so much fun. Like, it's never yeah. boring. Um, yeah, there's so many things, good things to say about the show and the company in general. I'm I'm loving it over there. Does the show, because uh, I haven't seen it yet. Um, I've only seen clips and just heard all the amazing things. Um, does it have, like, a lot of audience interaction moments? At least that's kind of the interpretation how i interpret like some of the clips and promos i've seen so in a way the show could essentially be different nightly oh yeah oh elements. yes there's, yeah and we have a we have a lot of swings as well we have a lot of people that come in and do different characters um it's a little harder to because this is a story it's a basically like a uh whorehouse <laughs> and, okay uh, yeah yeah like a like a church whorehouse in the middle of the western same thing thing. yeah Uh, you know kind (laughs) of church whorehouse when it's in when it's on the vegas strip it's the same thing it's the same thing yeah (laughs) so we have and we have characters that do several acts and all that so when we have a different swing like for example sometimes the outlaw character is played by a girl and she's a lady lady outlaw and then Uh she's she's a lesbian she's a big old lesbian and she she like loves flirting with the girls and she takes her top off and it's like titty tassels and it's like yeah. You know, but normally it's played by a guy. And then so every single night if there's a swing in, it completely changes the dynamic of that night. Um, yeah. There's a lot of people that play the main characters as well, and they all do different acts. So it's constantly evolving, constantly changing. But it's still the same essence of like that fun, Western, very yeah. interactive show with amazing acrobatics because all the acts are like super strong. Oh, that's so much fun. I, I definitely have to get over there and see it. Um, so tell me, let's talk a little bit about also, because you have m- many passions. Um, you also are a photographer. So tell me about that. Like, how did you start your photography business and how long have you been doing that? Um, so I started, I, I used to model a lot when I was back in LA. I used to do a lot of like photo shoots just for fun, just for promoting myself, uh, not only as a as a dancer, but also as an acrobat. Um, I worked with some of the best people. I worked with David LaChapelle um, as a model. I worked with uh, Rick Day in New York. So I was always very into like the whole, like I'm super short, I'm 5'7". So I would never work in like runways or anything like that, but it was uh, more photography. And I really liked like to capture moments and 
um, how unique one photo can be from the other one, even though it's the same person in the same frame, but there's one little different that makes that yeah. pops out. So and it changes I, the entire story. Entire, yeah. And I, I love the artistry that it can just be just with one image. So I was very involved in that. When I moved back to Vegas to do love, I bought my own camera and I was like, I'm going to go study this. So I, I went to UNLV and I got my little like <clears throat> photography diploma and I was like, okay, now, now I can like properly start doing this, but I want to do somehow kind of like a fashion, but more story-based photography things. Mm. Um, yeah. And then it started evolving in pandemic. I had a little bit more time to like focus on that. I did and a few series. That. Yeah. I did a few series. Uh, I love shooting like very interesting people, not so much like yeah. fashion model, fashion model. I was like, yes, you take pretty pictures, but I need a story. <laughs> like I really want to get mm. it in there. Like, or like a theme. Like I, I want, I feel like my photography can say so much more than just like selling a garment, you know? Yeah. What would you, you, you kind of touched on it, but I'm just curious. Um, how do you describe your, uh, your photography style or work? Like, uh, um, you kind of mentioned wasn't necessarily fashion focused. Um, but how would you describe it? I, I feel like it's a little bit, obviously there's a little bit of fashion involved into it. Um, I do, I do love that. I do love, uh, um, finding the, the storyline of, that image that I want to yeah. portray or like if there's a, if there's a interesting expression, I love expressions. I love when people do like a simple, like in oh, that yeah. traps you in that moment that gives you so much more than just like, look at me, how pretty I am. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, which is cool. It, it has its own market, but I feel like for me, that's my passion when it comes to photography. Mm. It's finding that like, uh, like that, uh, that spice, yeah. Like, yeah. Like when you cook that, something, that, moment. that little spice. Yeah. yeah. So like that, like, and you're just like, yeah. Hey girl, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's like, Hey girl, it, hey it's girl. factor. Good. Yeah. I love it. So, so let's move on to pop art mania. Tell me how this started. So this was another, uh, COVID project. Um, I've always been very interested in graphic design and, and I've always been very good at like, drawing and all this stuff so i was like i i think i'm gonna start uh, we had so much time during covid nobody was working so i was like i can draw digitally now which is so much easier you could just undo if you make a mistake so i started doing a lot right. of work. So right. throwing the damn paper away or trying to erase it <laughs> if you if Lit you were using a pencil <laughs> i know technology sometimes comes through uh so like this yeah i just started drawing a lot i started doing a lot of like uh little side projects a lot of people were asking me for logos because they were also opening companies during pandemic just to get so like a side income. So many entrepreneurs came out, of the, came out during the pandemic. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Like side hustles, like galore. There were so many things. And I was like, well, I just, this is just for fun. Like if it turns into something bigger, then that's great. Um, uh, passive income, that's great. Like, so I started making shirts. I started making like fun little like, you know, drawings and things that I could sell forward. And it, it just kicked off. I sell some shirts now in Amazon. I change them regularly. I only allow 10 shirts at the time. So I'm always like constantly changing. And there's few best sellers that I leave because people like them. Um, Which ones are those? Uh, but people love the Catwoman one. I have a little Catwoman that is a, shirt. That is a fun one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I love that one. And then there's one with two guys, uh, like a very 80s fashion they're both in mm. a suit but one is looking at the other one kind of like hey girl and uh yeah 
That was <laughs> you better, you better. <laughs> so that's, that's, that one's another bestseller too. And then there's one with like red lips, like a woman's yeah. mouth. That's also yeah. bestseller. So I just always leave those because people always like sure. be like, "Hey, can you put back that shirt?" I was like, "Yeah, I'll get it." So I yeah. just leave them there and then change them. We should do. You should. I should commission you to do like a Hey Girl inspired shirt. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. If you want it pop art, I'm like, you know me, you know where I am. Let's do, let's do it let's talk about it yeah <laughs> after this <laughs> how fun oh my god so you that's been basically you know uh roughly since 2020 that you started doing that yeah about two years now i just worked uh i did a, <clears throat> a massive project with Cirque du Soleil now for the new mad apple show um, oh fun yeah yeah they commissioned uh like eight or nine uh art projects so they wanted mm-hmm. this massive like art uh installation um, so every show gives a gift to the new show that's opening. So one mm-hmm. was like, you know, one love was for Matt Apple and then Mystere for Matt Apple. So I had to like join them somehow. So I did this massive yeah. like uh, project for them and it was pretty good. And now they want to buy merch from it so I can get a little commission on that. I was like, look at this making like side side hustle passive income it. from like something yeah. that I actually like doing on the side. Yeah. Oh, I love hearing that. I mean, that's, and that's the best, right? The best feeling, you know, when you get to, to, you know, create and exercise your passion, but also make some money at the same time. Hey, girl. Yeah. Right. (laughs) I don't know where this comes from, but I just like doing it. I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Fernando, I love it. So tell everyone, this is, I've had so much fun. Thank you so much for all of this. Tell, but, um, tell people, I will definitely, of course, tag all of the things that we talked about in the description of the episode, but tell the audience how they can stay up to date with what you're doing, how they can see the show, how they can book you for a photo shoot, how they can order a shirt from you. I mean, cause you basically do everything. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so I'm in atomic saloon. So if you want to come see the show, uh, just write me on my Instagram. Uh, it's just Fernando Miro with a zero at the end. Um, my photography is shot by FM. Um, it's also tagged on my Instagram as well. And then Pop Art Mania is just like that, Pop Art Mania. Um, and then the shirts are in there in the link in bio. They, you can buy like the shirts that you want. Or if you want something in specific that you want me to work on, you can also contact me. Um, super easy. I try to respond. I'm really good at responding at everybody. Um, but if I don't respond, just keep annoying and I will eventually. <laughs> he's get like, there. if I don't respond, it means <clears throat> I don't want to do it. So no. <laughs> I will never. No, no, no. I know. <laughs> no, but thanks so much, Bill. Like, this has been so much fun. Absolutely. No, listen. So we'll definitely have to get together sometime in Vegas. We were talking offline and we've ne- we live in the same city and we have many mutual friends, but we've never hung out. So we'll have to do that soon. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Come see the show as well. Like I'll get you. I'll cook you guys up. I would love that. And I'll have, I'll bring, um, I have a, I always have a swag bag for the people that come on the show. I've got, some, I've got some Hey Girl merch. So I got, I got you. <laughs> the shirt and stuff. Hey Girl. I would say, yeah, it just goes like that. <laughs> it's like i don't know where that's i don't know why i started doing that but i just like it's almost like it's kind of rude almost like it's like it's like yeah like shut the fuck up it's it's my turn to talk (laughs) but i I don't mean that no 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 but it's actually kind of friendly at the same time i actually really like it i was like it it. should stick 
We're, we're gonna we're gonna keep it. Yeah, we're gonna. Keep it. <laughs> oh my gosh! Thank you so much. Thank All right, you. Uh, I really appreciate it, and I had I had a great time. So yeah, I definitely can't wait to come see the show for sure. <laughs> All right, take care, man. That was so much fun. Uh, be sure to check us out at our website at heygirlpodcast.com. Girl is spelled with a U. And stay up to date with us as well on social media at Hey Girl Podcast. Thanks. Have a great weekend. <laughs> <laughs>